Welcome to Beyond the Code, the podcast where industry experts and brilliant legal minds discuss the impact of new emerging technologies. I'm your host, Yitzi Hammer, a lawyer and tech enthusiast. Join us as we explore the legal, regulatory, and ethical issues surrounding AI, blockchain, and more. Get ready to go beyond the code and stay ahead of the game. Hello and welcome to another episode of Beyond the Code. Today on Beyond the Code, I have Max Lee from Ortech joining me. I'm very excited for this episode, uh, firstly because it's been almost three months since my last episode aired. Uh, we've been experiencing uh, you know, a war out here in Israel, and so it's made it a little difficult to, um, to find time to record, but I'm super excited to be back up and running, and especially to have Max here with me. Max, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I'm, I'm, thank you for the invitation, and I'm very, very happy to be here to share my insights and my experience with all of you guys. And um, yeah, my name is Max Lee. I'm the founder and the CEO of Or. And in the meanwhile, I'm also a faculty member at Columbia University, working with the Electrical Engineering Department. And my research interests are blockchain technology and AI. And these, you know, I'm also teaching the course these courses at Columbia for many years. Um, well, before I joined Columbia, I've been working with the Qualcomm research, uh, working on this uh, designing the Snapdragon chip, the 5G chip. Um, so yeah, um, and I own like more than uh, 200 patents, US and uh, global patents uh, on these technologies. And uh, also I play a role in the VC uh, called Avislair, uh, based in New York. So uh, this space is a very, stay very focused on the investment on AI and the blockchain uh, startups. So leveraging my tech background in this field. That's phenomenal. So you have tech academia and also just a, a blockchain entrepreneur. So everything we like to have on this show. Um, I w- it would be great if you could elaborate a little bit more. Um, I'd, I'd be curious to understand like how you initially fell into these um, these technologies and what your initial research um, and development in these fields consisted of. And uh, you mentioned, I think you said over 200 patents to your name. That's a whopping right. number. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe pick your top three uh, that you're most proud yeah. of and we could talk about those as well. I, I just have so many questions that I want to ask you and so many things I want to understand. Um, so, I mean... Before we jump into ORT, because I know that the, that the main focus today is going to be ORT and the, and the products that you guys are working on, which mm-hmm. are really, really phenomenal. But before we get there, I want to just kind of understand a little bit more like how you got to this place. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, uh, very happy to share. So um, I stepped into AI fields when I uh, was uh, uh, studying my PhD, like, mm-hmm. like, like more than 10 years back. Um, so yeah, my, my, you know, at that time, uh, the, uh, deep neural network, I think it's back to, uh, 2011 or 2012. Mm-hmm. So people start to pay attention on the deep, deep neural network, right? People find a deep learning. Uh, then people came up, came up with the name deep learning, like at that time. Right. So then people find that very useful, like for image classification, you know, lots of, uh, NLP, lots of applications. And people are excited. Just like one year ago, people are all were all very excited about ChatGPT, right? So it's another wave in AI history, basically. And then uh, after that, two years after that, I think back to 2015, 
and uh, um, DeepMind published a paper in Nature. Uh, it's Avatar. They introduced the deep reinforcement learning to play Avatar games, right? So mm-hmm. then, um, then they play the game, uh, in, the Go game against uh, Li Shadow, uh, which is the champion guy in Korea, I think, right? And the, the, the machine, the AI won the game at the end of the day. So that's it back to 2015 or 16. So then, uh, you know, uh, for AI, I've been keep, uh, keep, keep my, uh, I've been doing research in this field for many years since my PhD. And for blockchain, it's interesting. So <clears throat> at the very beginning, I, I didn't do blockchain. So although, you know, Bitcoin was there since 20, uh, 2009, um, but I didn't pay any attention to that. So, because at that time, I'm not a big guy, a big fan of a cryptocurrency, because you know that in human history, there's many cryptocurrencies before. Bitcoin is not now the first. Mm-hmm. You know, I think as early as 1970, mm-hmm. there really? were uh, cryptocurrencies. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but there 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 are centralized. That's news to me. So, like, what 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 centralized uh, cryptocurrencies were there before Bitcoin? Oh, there's money. There's money. If you Google, there's tons of them. But so Bitcoin is the first decentralized crypto. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. Which I guess is what makes it like interesting and unique. I mean, it's the first, it's the first blockchain. Right. Yeah, yeah. But uh, at that time, you know, back to 2009, I said, oh, yeah, wow, this is another cryptocurrency. Nothing fancy to me. No surprise. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't pay any attention to that. And then, and then uh, you know, back to uh, 20, I joined Columbia uh, in the end of uh, 2016. And then, mm-hmm. You know, the, the 2017 is the year of ICO. There's a tons of ICOs I, in that I year. I know, I was there. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, it's responsible year, for right? many of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a crazy year, right? And then many students, because that, that is was pretty new. ICO was pretty new to many, many, most of the folks, right? And mm-hmm. the, the students at the Columbia, they all curious about uh, and they're excited about the ICO. The students, you know, they, they're, they're young guys, they're young people. They, they really want to understand what, what it is, why people mm-hmm. make lots of money from this very easily, right? They want to understand it. And they know, oh, the, the How can I get is a blockchain technology. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're young kids, they, are, they really want to put their hands on that, right? Um, and then they, 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 they talk to the department and say, we want to learn this thing. So we should open a course. But then at that time, you know, in, in the whole department, no one knows what it is. And then no one knows really? what blockchain technology is. Yeah. 2016, um, nobody in I, Colombia knew what blockchain was. No, no, no. Uh, wow. We have no course. We have no course. Um, you know, actually, exactly in that year, there's a several universities. They first opened a, a official course, blockchain course. Uh, I think Duke, uh, Princeton, and, and at Columbia. So I opened a course at Columbia that year. Um, yeah, so, you know, blockchain is like the industry and the community, they, 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 they move fast fast, and they go first and then followed by academia. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's very unique. It's not like the other way. It's, like academia right, it's not usually is, like know, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, usually academia is 10, 20 years ahead of uh, industry, right? And the community. Uh, but blockchain <laughs> is, is even now, even now, you know, yeah, you see lots of observation. New, yeah, it's a uh, lot of new stuff uh, in, in blockchain popping up, like in, inscription these days, right? Uh, DP inscription and the DeFi, like NFT. All these things, they, they are invented and driven by the community and the industry. None of them are developed by academia. Wow. 
right? And then academia, the, these professors like us, we, we oh, well, this is so popular. And then we start, we start to learn it and and doing research on that. So it's like academia is something following the the, the industry in in the blockchain field. So yeah. this is pretty unique, pretty unique. Okay. Um, um, yeah, so that's started, how I started, started into digging the deeper into it. Yeah. And then, so are you the first one to teach a blockchain class in Colombia? Yeah, yeah, back to 20, uh, 2017. Wow, okay. 2017, you launched your blockchain course in Colombia, and was it well attended? Well, uh, although, um, well, you know, that's crazy. So, you know, I'm teaching graduate-level courses. Okay. So usually in the graduate level course, you you have a small class, like uh, twenty guys, thirty guys, or something like that. Mm -hmm. But for this one, I have one hundred and fifty. Wow! Wow! So it's uh, <laughs> it's much more like the the class size is, is almost the same as uh, or even larger than uh, like uh, like uh, uh, algebra one, algebra two. You know, in uh, for freshmen and sophomore. Yeah, so were you um, like were you like saying to yourself like what's going on here? There's there's something that's like bigger than I'm realizing. <laughs> Yeah, that's, yeah, that's crazy, like, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Even, even in our department, we, we don't have such a big classroom. So our classroom capacity is 50. It's and then we borrow really. a, <laughs> yeah, we, we borrow in a big, a big classroom, a lecture hall uh, from other department. So, wow. Okay. So that was your, that was your Genesis block. That's how you got into, uh, into blockchain. Yeah. And then right. how did it, how did it develop from there? Like, when did you say, like, okay, I'm going to take, you know, these two loves of mine, blockchain and AI, and combine them together and make an org? <laughs> yeah, that's another interesting story. So, uh, you know, that's back to 2018. I'm teaching reinforcement learning. It's an AI, AI uh, course. Mm -hmm. um, so, in that course, uh, we have a final yeah. project. We ask the students to train their uh, own AI agent using mm -hmm. reinforcement learning technology. Uh, but you know that AI training is very costly, right? So these students, they, they rent uh, m machines from Google, from Microsoft and Amazon, and they pay lots of money for that. And the students, you know, for the project, even they, uh, you know, usually they pay like $500,000 for the wow. training, but they, they complain a lot because they're students, you know, there's a lot yeah. of money for them. Mm -hmm. And this is just for the final project, right? And they, they came to me and they, 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 they came to the department they went to the department and said, can we get some reimbursement, some credits or something like that? And then at the end of the day, Google gave us 5,000 credits, but for the entire class. So of course, students need to pay, you know. Um, mm -hmm. And then this make me motivate me, uh, motivated me to think, is there a way that, uh, you know, uh, we can get some cheaper computing power, right? Rather than like everybody go to Google or Amazon. These are monopolies, right? So um, very expensive and not friendly to to individual users. Mm -hmm. um, and then this is the and then I came up with ideas. It's like I can use uh, because I know there's a lots of underutilized computing and the storage powers around the world, mm -hmm. right? So um, then I think uh, how can I connect all of them and make a platform and let them to serve these students. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and then, of course, if you want to build such a platform, you need a blockchain technology and you need a lot of AI technologies and, uh, you know, uh, in, in, under the hook. So, um, yeah, that's uh, where all starts. Uh, and then uh, we, when, when we start that? to work work on it. Uh, 2018. Okay. 2018. 
Um, and then we, uh, my students and my colleagues and myself, uh, we start working on that. And then we figure out there's lots of, uh, you know, technical challenges there. And then we spend lots of time on that. And uh, at the end of the day, we publish the papers. Uh, we did lots of a breakthrough in, in, in research, uh, in technologies. And also we gained, uh, we got a two patents granted by the U.S. Patent Office uh, wow, okay. in 2000, 2020, 2021. Um, and, and, then, and then the summer, uh, 2021 summer, we decided, uh, we think, uh, you know, our technology is mature enough. And then we decided to bring the technology from the lab to, to, the, to the market. And then we came up with the project org. So, and, and so far we already built one of the largest decentralized cloud in the world. You know, we have wow. over almost 30K nodes in the world covering 107 or 108 countries. So w- what is Ort? Like, where did that name come from? Oh, wow. Uh, you know Ort Cloud? So Ort Cloud, Ort, no? Okay. Yeah, yeah Ort, Ort Cloud is uh, recognized as uh, the boundary of our solar system. Oh, very cool. Okay, like an yeah, actual so, cloud. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's actual cloud. <laughs> it's actual cloud. is uh, is a boundary of the solar system, and uh, we 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 use this name to reflect our vision, our ambition to touch and push the boundary. I love that. I love that. And you guys are actually getting there. Um, like you have a working product, um, and it's like definitely revolutionary. So, like. Uh, Go, get in, let's get into the economics a little bit. Like, how is how is or like I understand the you know the need. I understand what you guys bring to the market. Like, how how revolutionary revolutionary is this? Like, if I'm if I'm looking tomorrow to um, to launch a project and I need to you know either go to uh, Azure or AWS or Google mm-hmm. um, or or like why am I coming to you guys? Is it just cost well, efficiency? Yeah. Uh, uh, we the setting points. Uh, we have a two setting points. One is mm-hmm. a cost, cost, cost is a big cost savings. Uh, we can save up to eighty eighty percent compared with Amazon. Wow. Uh, for some services, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second is more important is the data privacy. So uh, you see that nowadays more and more people care about their data privacy, right? So now as before, uh, people doesn't really care. Um, but uh, now people are talking about the privacy and that way I see in the near future, everybody, what do you, so here's going to be the story in the near future. So now let's say if I, 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 I recommend a app or something to you and uh, like a cloud service, the first mm-hmm. question you ask will be like, okay, uh, is it expensive, right? Uh, cheaper than Amazon. And mm-hmm. second is, uh, does the app going to provide a similar performance, uh, compared to Amazon? Right, uh, but my vision is like in the future, not not that far. Uh, so when you recommend something to to somebody, so people will first ask, my data is safe. Do I have my privacy? And then I will ask the cost, and then I will ask the performance. And so if I'm so. using, um, you guys are layer one, right? Yeah. So if I'm if I'm using your cloud services. Do I necessarily have to put all my data on chain? No, no. Uh, on chain, you know, on blockchain, you can only put put a very small amount of data, right? Right. So, yeah, most of the data goes to off chain. Uh, these are storage nodes. Okay. Around the globe. 
and then okay, we use so technology then, so to to protect their data. And so, how is it more more protected than traditional servers? Yep. Um, so what we do is like all your data will be encrypted on uh, on the user end. Okay, when you upload load data, you use your private key to encrypt all your data. And then your data will be chopped into thousands of hundreds of thousands of small pieces and then distributed these pieces around the globe to hundreds of thousands of these storage nodes in mm -hmm. our network. And then each, each node, they only store one or few pieces, encrypted pieces of your data. So mm -hmm. they have a, they have no way to decrypt it and see what, what the information inside. All right. And, and another beautiful thing is like, we use a advanced coding technology to further protect your data. Means like, uh, when you want to retrieve your data, means like you need to uh, retrieve all these uh, thousands of small pieces from these uh, uh, servers around the globe mm -hmm. to recover your, your image, for example, or your document, right? So right. our technology uh, can guarantee you that uh, for now, if you, you lost one third of your data, Mm -hmm. uh, pieces. I mean, these pieces, you will still be able to recover the whole file. So, any one third of pieces, even they're lost, it doesn't really matter. So, and, and I'm I'm assuming it works the same way. Like from again, from a data data privacy perspective, um, I you know I always have the right to demand the deletion or return of my data. If I decided that right. tomorrow I want to destroy any of the data that I have in your servers. With a click of a button, you could retrieve it from all the millions of exactly. data points where it was distributed. And yeah, yeah, right, correct. So um, yeah, not like Amazon or Google, these centralized servers, right? So they can control your data. They can delete your data, remove your data. They can, uh, you know, see what's 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 in it, right? Max. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm with yeah. you. Yeah, just like what what you're saying is correct. I mean, not like I like Google or Amazon, you know, these centralized players. So they they can fully control your data, right? So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, they, they can use your data to do anything. They can remove it, delete it, and, you know, uh, use use that for their AI training purpose or whatever. And number one, I think, like, most people probably aren't aware as to how um, exposed their data is when they're using these traditional servers. So that's probably definitely something that you guys should mm -hmm. uh, call call out when you're in your in your marketing, but that's mm -hmm. a, it's, it's, it's very clear what the advantages that you guys bring to the market. I understand that like in addition to the, um, to the privacy and in addition to the, um, efficiency and cost, you guys also have made quite a bit of headway in terms of a releasing other products and also bringing those products to market through, um, some significant partnerships. Mm -hmm. Could you elaborate a little bit about on the partnerships that you guys have reached um, and what their significance will be for your products and for, you know, potential, potentially users on a whole. Sure, sure. So uh, for now, uh, based on the infrastructure, so we provide three key uh, products. One mm -hmm. is uh, Ord AI, uh, which you can tell from the name that we provide a, 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 a end to end solution, mm -hmm. or you call it one stop solution, AI solution for the enterprise customers. Mm -hmm. um, and the second is Ord storage for you know storage purpose, and the third is a compute uh, Ord compute for computing services. And compute uh, is customers. new, right? As as a yeah, is compute is that new. <laughs> yeah, compute will be launched in, in this year, twenty twenty four. So we the, already the launched other products, Ord AI and Ord storage. AI and storage, you already have customers. It's like a viable product. Right. It's out. It's there. I can sign right. it tomorrow. 
only enterprise clients or also consumer use? Well, yeah, consumer, everybody uh, is welcome to use that, just like Amazon or Google. So anybody can register and use it. So no matter your individual enterprise. And compute, um, you're rolling out soon. What exactly, could you elaborate a little bit about what compute will offer? Oh wow! So yeah, we basically want to compute. Uh, want to offer a uh, a bunch of uh, services that uh, you know leveraging our compute resources down the road mm-hmm. under in our infrastructure. It's like uh, first of all, again, again the the cost, right? So for most likely, this compute power uh, or compute will be used for AI training and AI fine tuning, especially mm-hmm. for these large language models. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can save up to 50 percent compared with Amazon. Wow. Um, yeah, that's a lot of money, you know, that uh, it's a huge amount of money. Huge, 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 huge. Yeah. We're talking about some of these products on a wide scale, but it's millions of dollars. Exactly. You know that uh, ChatGPT, they, they train, there's a uh, GPT-3, like uh, using like a, a tens of millions of dollars or something like that, right? Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we can save, if like say 50% saving means, you know, it's a huge. Significant, um, yeah. Yeah, so that that is part of uh, we we want to uh, offer to our customers, and uh, mm-hmm. the beautiful thing is this. So here is the difference: if you want to use or compute, you don't need to worry about who are the guys provide these computing powers. It's not like when you go to Amazon or AWS, for example. I want to rent a machine, right? So mm-hmm. uh, I want to rent some GPU cards or something. You need to choose a location. So I can mm-hmm. choose a location. Oh, I need the US East. Which is basically, I think it's basically in Virginia or something like that, right? So, mm-hmm. but in or you you don't even need to know where they are. So you just says uh, upload your task, computing task or AI training task, and then our network gonna get a bunch of uh, computing uh, uh, computing machines uh, in, from our infrastructure, and then to do the computing job for it. So. Um, yeah, that's a beautiful part. And uh, we, we do all the heavy uh, lifting stuff uh, under the hook. So, um, And yeah. when will that be available? Well, we're targeting Q2 this year. Okay. Yeah. Good, good. Yeah. And, uh, so, and, yeah, and back to, to your part. Yeah. And back to your, your, your question about the partnership. So based on these uh, services we offer to our customers, right? So we built... Uh, successful, successfully built a, a good partnerships with uh, the world's uh, well-known brands. For example, like a Lenovo Image, uh, like a Dell computer, Dell technology, um, and uh, um, and uh, Tencent Cloud, uh, and uh, uh, Binance BNB BNB Chain, and the BNB Greenfield, and uh, quite a few others. You know, uh, we have a. So I think this is a pretty unique in the Web three, Web three or, or crypto space. You know, um, to you know, yeah, for a company to secure so many big, uh, yeah, yeah, and they are not only partners; they are also the clients. For example, like a Lenovo Image, uh, they already implement all the AI uh, solution to their customer service uh, mm-hmm. uh, system uh, on all their channels. Like their app, their WeChat, their you know, and this uh we we launched that at the end of uh, September last year. Mm-hmm. So in the past a few months, we saved them lots of money, and their user satisfaction rate uh, increased from thirty percent to ninety five percent. Wow, that's that's, that's insane. Huge. That's insane. That's insane, right? That's insane. Yeah, yeah. Before, so before it, they I... use all AI, they use uh, call centers, and they pay lots of money. And the call center doesn't work. We we all have the experience, right? Yeah. You make a phone call, you have to wait on the line, and you know, 
and they have office hours. They don't work on holidays, and you know, and they don't understand the, the product. They, uh, they don't understand you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. and it's a lot not the efficiency, right? But now the AI is like a real person. It's just twenty four seven, no holidays. So wow. whenever you want to talk to the AI, you talk to it, and then he can uh, help you resolve your problem, uh, problem step by step. You know. Wow. Okay, and it's it supports multiple languages as well. Yeah, support multiple languages, and uh, it's a uh, uh, it's a uh, like we call it multi mode. Uh, it's a vers- versatility it means like the response from the AI could be text, could be audio, could be video, could be like image. It's it's way more advanced than the phone calls, right? Yeah, uh, as somebody who hates uh, speaking to call centers, I could de- I could definitely relate on a consumer basis. Uh, all right. Very, very cool. Yeah. Um, okay. I think we've covered ORT. Um, I would love to know a couple of things. Number one, like what, what are your, what are your visions for ORT? Are you guys uh, looking to raise another round? If some of our listeners are interested in investing, like are there any investment opportunities? Um, do you guys plan on or have you already incorporated a token? And if so, how does that play into the whole picture? Yeah, from the fundraising perspective, we already finished, uh, finished uh, three rounds of uh, fundraising. So far, mm-hmm. uh, I think in the near future, we may open a, another round. Uh, but the, the good news for the community members is like, uh, we're going to uh, issue and list our tokens in two weeks. Uh, oh, wow. we are targeting, yeah, we are targeting Jan 15th right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, we're going to make an announcement very soon. Um, so, uh, yeah, if you're interested, you can, uh, you can purchase our tokens and, uh, you know, become a, the, our community member and try our product and you know, be part of the team. Yeah. Airdrop for everybody who listens to beyond the code. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Um, okay, that's from an investment perspective. Um, and how are the tokens like? What part will they play within the within the ecosystem, within the ORT ecosystem? Like, mm-hmm. is it a utility token? Is it a governance token? Yeah, it's uh, the token. It's a utility token. You can use token for three purposes. One is uh, uh, for all the payments. Um, you know, all the payments and uh, for uh, for for our uh, services. If you use token, you, of course, for now we support all like uh, credit cards and uh, you know uh, uh, bank account payment. Uh, but if we, we encourage people to pay using our tokens, if you pay using tokens, we can give like uh, uh, you know some discount. discount, like say twenty percent, thirty percent, or something like that. Oh, wow! And the, yeah, second is uh, the voting power or kind of a governance, right? So uh, for all the important things, um, you know about the project, we are being very transparent to the community, and we ask our, our communities to vote. Um, and uh, the third one is the staking. Um, mm-hmm. The thing is, like, if you want to join our some of our, uh, you know, if you want to play some role in in the in the project, for example, if you want to be the 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 service provider, infrastructure service provider, like you have a very huge, uh, big, powerful machine, you want to contribute to or you need stake to ensure the qualities, right, mm-hmm. uh, of your machine and the reliability of your machine. And also, we have a bunch of other services. We need the participants from the community, and if we want to participate. In this, uh, uh, in this um, play, in this uh, event uh, services and play a role there, you need to stake your token. Make sure that you know you are a qualified guy, um, play playing the role. So these are the three key um, uh, uh, functionalities uses. of uh, uses. uses of the of the, of the token. Yep. 
Okay, very cool. Um, okay, so I think I think that's pretty much it as far as ORT is concerned. Is there anything else that you want to add as far as related to ORT before we move on? Well, so, uh, yeah, for ORT, you know, we are trying to build uh, the greatest product in the Web3 space for, for the community. And uh, you know that our our you can tell our gene is a pretty unique uh, because we are all targeting uh, massive adoption. So uh, in my view, Web three is good, crypto is good, right? It's very revolutionary, um, but the community is still small. So uh, compared with the Web two, right? So it's uh, still small. Let me tell you this uh, this uh, insight, um, like a DAO, okay? So mm-hmm. DAO is as our partner can help promote all product to their up to uh, like uh, 10 million users around the globe. That's huge, right? But you know that the average age of these users are about 40. And very few of them are crypto guys. Yeah. Right. But Inter- yeah, I, I never thought about <laughs> it that way. Um, yeah. But I guess you're right. So that like, means uh, like- only there's only yeah. a, a only a small portion of uh of degens you know of like real degens out there i guess like the rest right. are all um, mature adults who, have, who haven't found their way into yeah the mature adults yet. who have yeah who has the paying uh who has the capability to pay the, for service mm-hmm. right yeah uh they are they are mature adults and uh, but they they're not crypto guy so uh our goal is to use our service to secure this massive, uh, we call this the Web2 guys, who has the capability to pay for the service, right? And then we convert them into the Web3 guy and let them to start use crypto and you know, this like, so that that's how uh, that's our our goal. So that's why you can tell from our product for the payment service, our first payment service is a credit card. So the mm-hmm. whole user experience has no difference compared with Amazon or Google. You just uh, use your credit card, pay for it, right? Uh, it's not like other Web Web two, uh, Web 3 or crypto projects. It's like, okay, the first step, you need to install a, a MetaMask, right? And then yeah. lots of people will, oh, I don't know <laughs> what it is. Believe me, I'm familiar. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, well, so that's great. Well, that's a huge advantage as far as onboarding new customers is concerned. Right. Um, because you should, right. you know, you're, and and I and I and I mentioned this to um, to John as well. Um, when you're, if if I'm coming to somebody and marketing your product, you're not a blockchain product. You're not. I mean, you're not. You're not a, another crypto crypto company. You're, in uh, and and I, I don't say, mean this in yeah, any in any in any bad way to all the crypto companies <laughs> out there. Many of uh, whom are my clients. Um, there's nothing wrong with being a crypto company, but it just, it brings no, a whole nother, uh, it just, it has a whole other meaning as far as investors and new years, users are concerned. And the fact that you have the ability to so freely onboard people who are new to this space without having to go through that whole headache of, you know, explaining what crypto is and what a blockchain is and what a wallet is, mm-hmm. is, uh, is definitely a, a huge added benefit. So that's great. Um, tell me, I wanted to ask, you know, um, you know, you have your, like I, we said at the beginning, your acad- academia hat and you have your uh, entrepreneurial hat, but you also have a investor hat. You, um, mm. you have this VC, could you spell it out for me? I, I didn't, I didn't, um, uh, yeah, I didn't Ivy, catch Ivy what Slayer. you mentioned. Obviously, A-V-E-S. 
Slayer. Yeah, Slayer. A V A V E S L A I R. Yeah, exactly. Based in New York. And and is it a is it a crypto centric fund or do you guys? Yeah, it's, um, yeah, most likely crypto centric. Um, but mm-hmm. we, we also invest in non crypto projects as well. Some AI companies, for example. Okay, you guys are an early stage fund, or you invest? Yeah, early, very, very early stage fund. Very early. Okay, have you guys invested in uh, Ort? Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just making yeah, sure. We also, we, um, yeah, we, we also uh, invest in an AI company. Uh, what's the name of the company? Uh, like uh, two years ago in Israel. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, yeah, maybe it's it's somebody I'm familiar with. Yeah, it's um, an AI company. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So and so, what are your some of your takeaways as being like an an investor and an entrepreneur together? Like how how do you see things differently in your entrepreneurial? You're ha- having also vetted companies as an investor. Well, it's a uh, it's like a, you you do the same thing from two different angles. Yeah. So. There's a, there's always a discrepancy between the entrepreneur and the VC. So mm-hmm. when, when they're looking at the same thing. Um, yeah. Um, so how so do you I have resonate this... with that imbalance? <laughs> so I think it's, a, it's good for me because I, I play with these two roles and I know the mind side of VC and also the mind side of entrepreneur. And mm-hmm. this helped me a lot when I, uh, when I think, uh, when, when I think where Earth is moving forward, I use a mind side, not only the entrepreneur man side, but also the VC man side. Let's say mm-hmm. if I'm a VC, I look at org, right? Uh, I should give uh, this project a suggestion where you guys should move forward. Is mm-hmm. the current direction is a, is a good one, right? So it's a, it's a different mind side. Um, yeah, this helped me a lot uh, when I uh, run org. Um, so, yeah. And then I'm sure also from an investment perspective, like when you look at companies and you've, you know, you've been you know, the, the guy sitting in the driver's seat yourself and you've, and, and you could probably resonate with a lot of the challenges and difficulties that some of the entrepreneurs have right. and know, you know, how to ask the difficult questions and also probably know when they're bullshitting. <laughs> um, I definitely think it's a superpower and, uh, yeah. and, and doesn't, doesn't take away in any, in any sense. Um, thank you. This has been phenomenal. Um, any final thoughts or key messages you'd like to leave our audience with? Um, well, yeah. So uh, there's so many things I want to, uh, yeah, messages I want to leave uh, for the audience. Um, because, you know, that if you're interested in the blockchain uh, or AI, uh, I would say um, you're going to see a very bright future. There's a tons of opportunities there. Uh, but tens of opportunities means uh, they have a good side and bad side. So the good side is you are excited, right? You, because you see many opportunities, you see things are changing every day and, and you have lots of new stuff there. So you feel excited and very energetic. And um, that's a good side, right? And, mm-hmm. and the bad side is like, um, because when people are facing so many opportunities and so many possibilities down the road, they may get lost. And they may choose someone uh, which their choice is not mature 
and then they they spend lots of time, money, effort in it. But then after two years, three years, they 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 fail, right?、Uh, although they fail, they still learn. But you know,、uh, it's not good good results, right?、Um, so I see so many such entrepreneurs.、Um, they are they all rushing. They all rushing. Be, they they all take actions before they think through,、mm-hmm. because. Every day they feel excited because, my, let's say, your friend told me, "Oh, you know, these days inscription is very hot. You know, these guys make lots of fortune out of it." And they use, "Oh, I will, I will go, go for it, right?" The FOMO, so, the FOMO, it's full of FOMO. Yeah, the FOMO, right? You go for it, and then tomorrow maybe, "Oh, DeFi is very hot, and NFT is very hot, right?" Because it's it's changing so fast, especially. I I and you see many people they are making money out of it, right? Very very easily, very、mm-hmm. quickly. And and then at that time, very few people can stay calm and think: Is this the right thing I should do? Right.、Um, sure. So I see so so many young people. They don't even think. They just go there and do, and then they they don't make any money at the end of the day. But they spend lots of time and effort on it. So that that's I think especially in this in this、uh, in this period, you know, AI and the blockchain they're changing so fast. If you want to. Work. I see so many AI entrepreneurs. You know,、uh, once they see oh, ChatGPT three,、uh, ChatGPT four, so powerful, and they see so many opportunities, and then they they start to、uh, fund their own project. They get some money from their parents, from their family members, and they they start their business. But then you know, like a few months ago, when GPT four turbo. Uh, uh, in their dev day, right? They launched a G.、Uh, they announced a GPT turbo. They killed thousands of ten, tens of thousands of startups, because what these startups are building are all realized、uh, are all the you know some features in Turbo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So <laughs>、um, that and they 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 yeah. I I see so many young people. They so feel so disappointed and they they killed by by GPT Turbo.、Um, so that that's that's what I'm I want to say here. It's like before you move, you feel excited. Before you move, you need to think through. You need you need to、uh, calm down. Don't even look at others. Like oh, they make money, they make money, they make. Yeah, think think through and do do some research, and before you you decided to do so. That's great. That's a, I think that's in, invaluable advice, and I I appreciate it on a personal level. I'm sure our audience will feel the same. If、um, <laughs> if any if anybody wants to、uh, learn more about Ort,、uh, follow on,、um, maybe read a little bit about your research. What, what are your socials? What's the best way to get in touch with you to follow you to learn more about your product? Well, you can follow follow my Twitter and uh, uh, the the Ort official Twitter account.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, What, so, what's your handle?、Yeah. Uh, at uh, Doctor Maxley. Doctor Maxley. Okay. D E R D R Maxley. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you very much, Doctor Lee. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Code. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe, share with your friends, and to tune in again next week for more fun and insightful conversation. Oh, oh, oh.